0: Everybody and welcome to episode 13 of my podcast, I Stand Strong. I am, as usual, Teddy, coming at you from my bear cave in the concrete jungle, the beautiful northwest, and I have something special today. I actually have a guest. Say hello, Michelle.
1: Hello, Michelle.
0: <laughs> oh, Jesus, I should have seen that one coming, and me without the rim shot ready to go. Um... So yeah, uh, here we go. We're going to do this a little differently today. Uh, she is actually pitch- picking the topic. And um for those uninitiated, Michelle is my bestest good friend. Uh knows me probably better than anyone else, so I can only guess what she's going to throw my way. So Michelle, what are we talking about?
1: Oh, we we already discussed this, Ted, and it was Yeah, but much- the
0: readers don't or the but- listeners don't know that.
1: That's true. That's true. And it's pretty much movies that I liked that you didn't, vice versa. Oh, and I'll get started right off the bat. Speaking of, you know, without the rim shot, let's talk about Pacific Rim, Ted.
0: Ah, the glory that is Guillermo del Toro doing giant monsters fighting giant robots. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. This one's an argument between me and you and me and Tony. But uh, go ahead. Start telling me what tell me what you what you dislike about that movie because I could go on for hours on what I love about that
1: movie. I can't even say necessarily that I dislike it. Having been been with you and everything else like that, to see your your face light up and get such enjoyment, I do enjoy that movie for that aspect. But if we're taking it in a singular cinematic adventure that I'm watching, the whole thing was kind of like, and our friend Tony has pointed it out, like rock'em sock'em robots, um, just on a grander scale, Um, and a lot of it you could just, you know, was just you you could call it from a mile away and I and that's saying something for me because usually I'm quite surprised. Like I didn't see that coming in the movie plot or anything else like that, but even I was like, Oh, that's going to happen. Oh, that's going to happen.
0: And, and I, and I get that. And that's why I go to that it's, it is cinematic junk food. There's no, you know, it. I wouldn't expect it to win any kind of awards. The acting was decent. I mean, Idris Elba is probably the best performance in that movie, but then again, when is he not in most movies he's in but you know it's 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 cheese it's fun i mean yeah it's you know it i guess to me it's i went into it not expecting anything more than giant robots fighting giant monsters with weapons that almost don't make sense most of the time but that's okay <laughs> um so i guess on, on my my love of it well i, I shouldn't even say love of it cuz it's not like one i'd watch like every day Although I have, I am a little due for a viewing of it. Um, it is just this glorious moment of Guillermo del Toro. You can clearly tell he he just was playing playing with some action figures, slamming them together, and I am okay with that.
1: Wait, hold on a minute, time, time, time out, and let's let, let's Tarantino this and go back. Okay. Did you just? that You're about due for a rewatching of it. Yes, I am. Oh. You know what? You give you
0: and our friend Tony give me crap all the time for rewatching certain things. No, and, no, no, no. But, I give you crap for rewatching things to like extreme levels. It's not like I'm watching Pacific Rim every night before I go to bed, like um, <clears throat> Family Guy. Because um, <laughs> needless to say, I have not watched an episode of Family Guy since. You know our uh, impending separation, um, yeah. because I got so burned out on that show as well as a, a couple other movies, because every night that would be on, to the point that it just it's and I don't I don't watch thing something to an excess. I mean, don't get me wrong, I've lost track of how many times for comfort food in movie wise I've turned on like The Thing or alien or uh, a cheesy action flick, but I do try to keep that within a certain controlled amount, I guess, so to speak.
1: Again, I'm going to call you. I'm going to call bullshit on that. I'm calling it. I'm calling it right now.
0: Oh, you have every right to call bullshit.
1: No, no. How many times have you watched Lord of the Rings? All three. How many times? Uh huh. Uh, mm. And, and in secession night after night, why? Why gotta bring
0: up bullshit? He and I
1: both know <laughs> that we were both in the same bed at the same time, and and taking it to the point of not just the movies, but the makings of. I am proudly own that, and, and I proudly for the fact that if I enjoy something, and especially in a world that is so chaotic, or you have, you know, if you're overly stimulated by your, you know, the day's efforts, sometimes, and like you called it. Sometimes you just need that TV or movie junk food, something that will just, you don't have to sit there and think and and engage, you know, whichever else you can just let all the past, whatever's going on in your mind go and, and be in that moment. And if you can laugh, even better. But however, I will say I haven't watched Family Guy in a very long time.
0: Okay, well, I, I was just saying. Yeah. I remember it being on to the point that I've lost track of how many times I turned off the special the the main menu because it plays the same clips over and over and over again on a disc. Um, <laughs> and you know, I, yeah, I'm guilty of a rewatch. Like there are several movies I can watch, and yes, the Lord of the Rings, the special features more than the movies, ironically. Um, even though I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan. I have watched those special features more times than I can remember to the point that I can probably quote most of the, the special features, especially on the Hobbit ones. I've lost track of how many times I've watched the Hobbit ones, so I am guilty of it. Yes, so I guess there's just some things I can't watch in on a regular basis. So I guess you know, like I said, I I, I try to keep a control on how often I rewatch things, but. I do rewatch but, movies. I mean, what's the point of owning them with if You it? don't want to rewatch them.
1: I was going to say, I don't think there's anything wrong with it all because yes, I am synonymous for it. And like I said, if I can find something that'll make me laugh and help me not feel so overly stimulated at the end of the day, um, I'll watch it. Um, there's just certain things that I, it, like I said, I enjoy a good comedy or whichever else I can't, I can't watch horror movies um, because I, I, I want to be taken on a cinematic adventure. And when I'm watching it, you know, in that moment, it feels so real to me. Like, oh, God, you know, Event Horizon, we've had that discussion before. That I, you know, I avoided watching that for so long um, because I think you had given me the synopsis and it sounded like a whole lot of nope. And then... um my boyfriend had suggested that, you know, let's watch that. And I was like, all right, maybe like Black Licorice, maybe it's something I can watch because I've watched.
0: He didn't make you watch Event Horizon. Huh? He didn't make you watch Event Horizon.
1: Wait, we've already had this conversation. Yes. No,
0: I knew about Hellraiser. I did not know about Event Horizon.
1: Yes, you did because I called you upset about it.
0: Okay, I remember Hellraiser. I don't remember Event Horizon, but either, either one of those is.
1: Hellraiser, wow. surprisingly, was not that bad. But still, in the, the very graphic parts, you know, uh, the whole putting the pillow in front of my face, or, you know, and... Uh, <laughs> yes,
0: I remember uh, one of my favorite moments is going to see the original Resident Evil movie in theaters... And 90% of the movie, you had my jacket over you. Your head buried in my shoulder saying, hey, Teddy, what's going on now? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that actually made the experience better to me for some reason. It was just fun because I knew that's not your thing. And that's why I've never forced horror movies on you. I mean, heck, I, I know that even the hearing them caused problems for you.
1: Oh! And, and you take event horizon that's a prime example you know I did the same thing like at a certain point you can tell oh shit's about to get real oh, and yeah. and most of the, and I think by that uh, by that point I was sitting there with a pillow and it doesn't matter how much I try to squinch up into a ball it, it's not going away so then I sat there and was like, okay, you know eyes are covered, but you know, the The ears are still left yep. available, and oh god, there I, there are sounds that come out that you hear, during, and you're like, it was so mentally disturbing that I, I just couldn't, and I had to go upstairs and cry it out because I just couldn't.
0: And that's that's actually something that you know, um, I I am currently reading a couple uh, books that do studies on horror movies and whatnot, but I've always realized that. Well, I realized a while ago, at least, that with a scary movie, what they show you isn't nearly as bad as what your mind can show you. So closing your eyes actually can make it worse because you're hearing everything and your mind is making up things that are way worse than what's being shown to you on that screen.
1: Oh, I I believe it 110% because, yeah, all you hear is...
0: What? yeah I, I can imagine of yeah oh. uh, event horizon is is another guilty pleasure it's not a perfect movie but i love that movie but even there's even moments in that movie that make me squirm because of just how much it shows you um and sam neill's just creepy as hell but that's neither here nor there but to to the pacific rim thing yes i get it i i it is it is a cheesy action flick. It is practically Guillermo del Toro taking out his you know his T-Rex action figure and a Power Ranger action figure and slamming them together for hour and a half, 2 hours. But I am okay with that. And I don't you know, like yeah, we'll we'll go to the fact that like, I remember watching that in a the theater. Tony went with me very very uh uncooperatively in a way because he he owed me to go see a movie because he went and saw scott pilgrim without me the bastard um so he went to see that with me and i remember the point where the robot punches through the building and the fist stops just in time to hit the little balls that clack together on a desk and i could hear his eyes roll oh hear it Eye roll when he
1: got home describing it the the look of unamusement on his face when I was like so how'd it go? <laughs> it was classic that I was sitting there like oh 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 Ted.
0: But then I, okay then then we'll go to so now you you t- you tackled one that I liked and you you don't really have as much appreciation. I won't say you hate it, but you obviously do not have the appreciation. I will go with one that you love and. I think is infinitely quotable but not a good movie and it, it it actually bothers me when people talk about it sometimes and that is Step Brothers. I will never understand why that movie is so loved as it is. One, I feel that for the most part, not all cases, uh, Will Ferrell is not a good leading man but that's beside the point. I will go specifically to this that movie. It's just so good goddamn uncomfortable for me to watch that movie minus the few quotable moments that I just love in that movie. I could say fucking Catalina Catalina Wine Mixer till the cows come home for some reason I love the you know, Moby, John Bonham playing Moby Dick for real but 90% of that movie just I don't get why it has the love it gets. So let, let, let's hear it from your perspective. What is what is it about Step Brothers that makes it one of your top movies because gotta be up there
1: i have many favorite movies but step brothers itself again as you just said it's it's cinematic junk food and it it just makes me laugh the the comedic delivery of uh will ferrell as well as um
0: john c Riley.
1: that one um it's just i've always seen john c Riley in more dramatic kind of movies before that point, but he plays comedy so well um, and against Will Farrell, you know, that timing, and that, you know that they're having just such a good time and there's certain co- jokes or whichever else that you haven't seen whether they're, you know, lewd or just, you know, off-color or just funny um, and, and even when you you um, uh, you can tell they're ad-libbing or you know or whichever else in certain parts that it just gets more hilarious and you know the same can be said for talladega nights you know i haven't watched it but there was a certain moment where they had it but then like later movies i want to say they did a sherlock holmes movie oh together.
0: i i haven't I never seen watched it
1: that one because even as i saw the previews i was like yeah, no, I I just can't. There was a, a magic moment where, you know, you hadn't seen certain, you know, certain comedic performances in, like, let's say, you know, NASCAR or um, in a mixed family kind of like that. And, and to that point of lewd comedy or, or off-color comedy, it was just really funny. And I needed that. I need, I need to laugh, you know, to... It's certain people have their different vices. For me, it's you know making people laugh or be, having to laugh. So I can't, you know, I don't enjoy watching horror movies in those moments of where I'm over overly stimulated or I have so many things going on because my imagination goes even more wild. Because like you said, covering my eyes, blah, 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 blah. but but that's what I enjoy about Step Brothers is you know it's not award-winning you know um uh performances or anything else like that they're just having a good time and i can appreciate that and and i want to be in that moment to laugh with them or at them or whichever else
0: and i i will defend one thing about that movie i will say if there's one thing that allowed me to in like survive the viewings of that was watching you because every Single time you would laugh really hard at the exact same moments, and that made it at least tolerable. But you know, and I will give you Taldega Knights, I love Taldega Knights. I do not know why it is Taldega Knights, as stupid funny it is, Step Brothers just doesn't work for me. It, it just, I, I, like I said, I think it comes down to. You know, I, I've done some thinking about this, you know, in preparation, so to speak, um, about I think it comes down to some of the stuff to do with the parents really is what makes it uncomfortable to me because it's like, OK, you have a parent that is just fine that their, their younger son like completely embarrassed their older son at like a talent show and is laughing about it that that's that's not funny to me that that's and and that that's that's an inherent thing in me probably um i feel the same way with like most of ben stiller's movies uh something about mary funny but not my kind of thing meet the parents uh, i i like i liked watching the the interactions between ben stiller and uh robert de niro but those movies are just uncomfortable to me because everything bad happens to one person Well, on um, Brothers, It's two people, but you know, I don't, I don't know. And it's like, it just, it's that. And you know, there, there's a part of me that's like, you know what? It, it makes the man child thing look bad. You know, I'll freely admit I'm a man child to some extent. You know, I have a comic collection. That's pretty big. I have a, thor collection that's practically ostentatious um so big that i still don't have everything out um but i don't i don't find it funny to make fun of that i guess so maybe it's a it's a it's a personal thing i have to get through but
1: i was gonna say for me yes we we probably all know man children in fact uh it speaking to other women who have, you know, spouses or whichever else. We almost practically always call you guys for being men children, children. <laughs> um, or, you know, or dramatic or whichever else. And women aren't, you know, uh, aren't are synonymous for being dramatic themselves, but men just as much as women. But I guess that's, you know, it, because your personal journey is that, you know, feeling like a man child yourself that you're being mocked or you you take some sort of personal offense it makes sense um for me i just find their shenanigans hilarious um you know that did we just become best friends
0: yep Yep. and see see, stuff like that i get it it makes me laugh i like aspects of it like I said it's infinitely quotable it is it is right up there with Napoleon Dynamite to me I don't get the movie love the quotes how you know, like I, I I get a laugh every time I think of Rod Rod Rob Riggle I think of the name doing the pow is he saying pow 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 you know just like there's there's infinitely st- stupidly funny things there but the movie on the whole doesn't work for me I guess but, you know, it's, you know, and, and to, to the man-child thing, you know, and it it kind of kind of taking their, there's a kind of a personal level there. I have that same thing with, you know, come to think of it with Big Bang Theory. Never watch an episode of it because I feel like it's, it's taking the aspects of geek culture and, you know, just making them look bad. Um you know, there's there's a reason Tony. Uh, you know, I I agree with it that Tony calls it as a joke, nerd blackface. It kind of is. Um. But like you know, going going to the the Will Ferrell thing, like I said, I also just don't feel he works as as a lead person. I think is the biggest problem I have. Minus Talladega Nights and Anchorman, I'm not a huge fan of Will Ferrell as the main person. You give me old school, where he's the the sidekick kind of thing. Oh, I'd take that every day. Old school is hilarious to me. So I I guess there's kind of something I have to search for myself to find out why that is in the two different spots.
1: Or you don't have to, and just either enjoy (laughs) it or because I don't think you have to. I was gonna say you don't necessarily have to analyze why you do or you don't. There's just certain things. I never watched um, those kind of popular TV shows um, like like How I Met Your Mother or um, what was the other one you mentioned?
0: Oh, Big Bang Theory.
1: Yeah, that one. <laughs> um, because, I, quite frankly, I just don't watch a whole lot of TV, um, and so and even then, nerd culture or whichever else. If I want a good nerd discussion, A, I have plenty in in my tribe that I can talk to, and and I have no regrets about it. Like, I need to watch it on TV. I live it every day. Um, So I'm totally fine, you know, watching other things like Talladega Nights or uh, Step Brothers or something else like that. Um, But, again, there's just certain things that you'll end up, Like I said, for me, it's I need to be taken out of that overstimulation from the environment that I've been in professionally or personally, whatever it may be. Um, And, you know, um, I think it was 100 Ways to Die in the West.
0: Oh, God, Uh, I like that movie.
1: (laughs) Well, see, and you like that movie, and it's from the creator of Family Guy.
0: Well, I didn't. Hey, I didn't say it, it, it's. The, and that's that's another exception though, because like I've watched both the Ted movies. I don't find them as great as other people do. I don't think they're. I don't think they're utter crap, but I don't think they're great movies. But yeah, hundred ways to. was a hundred or a thousand ways to die in the West. I can't remember. But anyways, whatever that movie is, that movie for some reason just gets me with the kid humor, even though it's the same thing that. You know Seth MacFarlane does every time, pretty much. It's his same. You know he he has a a very one note quality about him, but for some reason it worked in that one. Um, and also probably the only time I've cared for Sarah Silverman as well. Well,
1: and Amanda Seyfried,
0: uh... uh The only reason I I tolerate her in that is because they're making fun of her the entire time.
1: Pretty much, pretty
0: much. But um... but yeah, I mean that's. You know, and and I get the 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 escapism because I guess that's that helps me understand it a little more, I guess, because it's like, yeah, you get your escapism through that. You know, I get my escapism through a lot of things, like whether it's turning on one of my video games, if it's reading, if it's turning on a horror movie. I mean, I guess my thing is, you know, like if I if I'm going to a, a comedy Nine times out of ten, I'm probably going to go, like, uh, Big Trouble in Little China or something, which I'm pretty sure that was another movie you've watched that you didn't really care for, by the way. But
1: Which one? Big Trouble, Big Trouble, Trouble in Little
0: China? China?
1: In all honesty, I think I fell asleep. Um, and it Either because I was just overly, you know, stimulated and exhausted or it just didn't capture me. I remember that movie coming out when I was little. Um, and even then I can only remember little snippets of um, uh, of the movie of Kurt Russell and um, uh, Kurt Russell.
0: Oh, Kim, Kim Cattrall
1: and, and, uh, and, and, and like, in like geisha and makeup and everything else. Like, like very, very brief snippets.
0: Was but she yeah, ever hotter it, than um, when she was in the geisha makeup? oh good lord sorry that's side topic
1: oh well I, I, hey keep keep going <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I i'm sorry so like there's something about when she's wearing that that geisha makeup just was like <laughs> um <I'll take> your- <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no
1: but you know and then
0: here we go. I'll, I'll throw out a subject that uh, a movie that I both I know we both love and actually has a very uh, a very close connection for both of us. The okay. Crow great movie
1: don't like that movie.
0: Well, no, I'm just saying I'm throwing out a movie we both like to talk about. Oh, because you know, like, well, well that was the movie that got us together. But, you know, it that that movie that's another comfort movie i haven't watched it in a long time because because of the personal tie to it it's it's a little hard to watch right now but i i love that movie i still think it's it's sad that brandon lee died because i think you know he was just on the cusp to go somewhere better and you know, tragedy happened, but you know. So, you know, let, let, let's hear your point of view on that movie, though. I mean, aside from the for, the personal tie to it, of course.
1: For for me, I just remember watching that as a preteen, and it, it was just very well shot. Even though there were certain parts of the movie that they couldn't finish, you could not tell which one until you watched like the behind the scenes, and they told you which ones that they had to like um uh digitally you know create or enhance or whichever else, you know, because he just wasn't you know he had passed you know before those shots could be made. Um, it was just a really really heart touching story of a couple that uh, loved each other and had tried to you know make their life better in this you know an apartment complex or whichever else and these uh, this gang, you know, or the syndicate, you know, took them out and, you know, unjustly and how he was brought back to, you know, serve justice to, you know, the syndicate who, you know, had been ruling that city and nobody was doing anything about the, the problem that this syndicate was in this city. Um, It was just, yeah, I just really enjoyed that movie. And I, and besides my personal, ties to it you know that being catalyst for us to start talking it wasn't just a start of our relationship you know it was also the start of our friendship and that camaraderie of you know sharing with somebody who for whatever reason you enjoyed it um for me watching it as a preteen, um i i would watch that with my uncle um who's my godfather, who had passed away, but he was one of the the uncles that I was the closest to, and he really enjoyed that movie.
0: Oh, was um, that a, was that that, an Uncle Joe watch?
1: That was an Uncle Joe watch, and I remember, like, and again, it was one of those movies that uh, I watched, you know, religiously, like, back to back to back to back, and I would eat, like, Captain Crunch, and I would sit on his bed, and I would watch that movie, um, because I just, it was just such a well 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 shot story i never read the graphic novel um but it, it was just really well acted um and so you know and the soundtrack you
0: know oh god I that heard. soundtrack
1: there there has you know i always had you know back in the 90s or whichever else and cds were a thing uh, i you know the the cure burn um and Stone Temple Pilots, and uh,
0: was it Nine Inch Nails? Wasn't Nine it the? Inch Nails
1: is on that one. Um, there's yeah. quite a. You know, I usually had like a three song rule before I would buy a CD.
0: <laughs> I forgot about and the three song rule.
1: And so, but there was like a couple others on there that I was, you know, artists that I, I couldn't even tell you about right now, but um, I, I can't think of the name. Um, but I bought bought that CD because they the soundtrack was just as good um so uh so yeah I really enjoyed the crow but I didn't know that there were people that didn't like the crow unless you're like a, a purist when it came to like the graphic novel like you know, having yeah. been with you and even my boyfriend you know is a purist in regards to comic books and it's amazing how I found another one who is just as much as you are in books and comic books and, you know, being the purist of what you've read. You know, when it's translated to the silver screen, like, oh, man, <laughs> have you done an episode? I feel like you haven't done an episode yet, and you should, of being, you know, the the comic book or book, you know, purist. And, you know, they totally screwed that up.
0: And Oh, you know, I... I... Oh. The the problem is that would have to be like an eighteen parter, because oh I could I could rally on so many different points where they've messed up a good story. But um, to, to the soundtrack now was Jurassic All by Fuel. Was that on the first one or was that on City of Angels?
1: That was City of Angels. Okay, I
0: couldn't I couldn't remember which album because I wanted to say that, one, but was Corn on the original one? I, I think don't remember I corn think Corn a- was I. You know, I've got my my magic uh, Google machine in front of me, but I'm afraid to touch anything because I don't want to lose the contact of the phone call. So, <laughs> um, but no, yeah i I think what originally drove me into that was you know me being you know depressed, although it was un uh, what's the word for it? Uh, undiagnosed at the time. You know the the goth nature of that definitely spoke to me, but then yeah, it was the the fact that even in this harsh, horrible world that they were living in, Eric and Shelly found this bright light, like they were this bright light shining in this dark city, and then it was snuffed out just because of a, a freaking what property war or whatever it was. I can't remember exactly what it was like, but I just remember they were trying to evict everybody, and I remember that standing out but also just the the core of you know true love never dies you know it's it's forever you know it death couldn't even stop his love for shelly and that is a beautiful thing and you know yeah i mean the original uh quote i went to wasn't the most romantic or uh exciting quote that that got us together but that sadly that that line does very much hold up to an extent especially in the world they were in but in in a lot of worlds and you know victims aren't we all i mean everyone's a victim at some point in time. who doesn't understand that statement um so yeah i guess that that one is you know like i said i think i love that movie but i think the reason i can't go back to it just yet is it's you know still kind of uh Still kind of fresh on that one, and to the idea that you uh, you have found another one of me, essentially, or someone similar to me, I just have one thing to say to that, and that is, you can never get away. Um, <laughs> you always seem to you always seem to find us somehow. Um, but yeah, you know, I I guess that 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 movie, and like I had read somewhat read the comic before I saw the t- the the movie um I won't speak of the TV show or like anything past City of Angels as far as uh movies go but you know both those movies the first you know both the original Crow and City of Angels which you actually really got me introduced to cuz I I think I had seen City of Angels but I didn't really have the like maybe I watch it and I just like I was too close-minded because it wasn't, uh, excuse me, it wasn't Brandon Lee and it wasn't Eric Draven. Still, it was supposed to be this new person. But I also didn't realize till after I started watch, I watched it a couple times with you that the girl of the second one is actually the the little girl from the first one, all grown up. Somehow I missed that before. So maybe hmm. that's why City of Angels worked to me too is the fact that it kind of finished off the story of the little girl from the first one. I can't remember her name off the top of my head. That's um, Sarah. Sarah, there you go. Woo! I knew you'd remember it. Um. Hey, that, but that, then,
1: that'll be my contribution for the day because I'm not gonna know, remember.
0: No, you're. But, oh, you're talking memory wise. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. But then you know, like, but, but 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 to the original one. I mean, I also remember the Ernie Hudson story. Just was heartbreaking. I mean, he's this guy that he didn't have to do what he ended up doing. I mean, yeah, he he's at the crime scene when, uh, you know, when they're investigating the murder of uh, Eric and Shelly. But then you you get that whole moment where he admit, you know, he he tells Eric that you know he was he was at her side for what the whole 30 days or whatever it was. She was, or was it 30 hours or however long she was suffering before she finally passed. He was with her the entire time and even go so far as to kind of be a surrogate father to Sarah after they're gone seeing, you know, that she's, she's lost the only person that she, you know, the only people she really had, you know, cause her mom was, was a junkie that was kind of, you know, absentee. Um, so I remember really attaching to Ernie Hudson's character in that, that, that first one as well, as far as being this, you know, once again, another brief light in this really dark world that the movie paints as far as like none of the other cops were trying to do anything. You know, they're just kind of like, oh, well, it's just another crime scene. Let's clean it up and move on. We'll find another one tomorrow where he's like, well, no, we've, we've got to do something about this. You know, this, this isn't right. What are we, you know, why are we just, you know, kind of looking the other way just because we see this so often, shouldn't we do something to stop this? So we're not seeing it so often. And, you know, he, he fought an uphill battle and I mean, did he win? Who knows? Who knows? But, you know, he, he always fought.
1: Smoking at the end of that. What? That's a. He's quit smoking at the end of that.
0: Oh, that's right. <laughs> no, those are kill ya. Uh, so, are you going to disappear out the window again? No, I figured I'd try the front door. See, and another, another great quotable movie, though, too. I mean, you know, the Freeze. I said, don't move, don't move or I'll kill you. And I say, I'm dead. And yet I move, you know, that it's it's like, but I think the resounding thing is it's just, it's just a shame what the world lost with Brandon Lee. I mean, not only the actor side of it, but supposedly, you know, what, what research I did, he was an amazing person away from movies too. So could you imagine how many people, you know, like that he knew personally that were devastated by that? I mean man. That's you know, that's sad. I mean, and you know, I'll I'll put Heath Ledger in that 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 uh that little uh corner too where it's you know his last performance was good was great, but it's a shame that's his last performance. Um but i won't i won't get into my my thoughts on heath ledger's joker just now that's a that's a conversation for another time
1: yeah but that wasn't that wasn't his last performance though
0: uh, it, it, was and it wasn't it wasn't cuz he he yeah was well, it was his last movie he filmed cuz he had filmed a majority of was it the imaginarium of doctor parnassus or whatever it was he just hadn't filmed finished filming it by the time he passed.
1: So you're talking like full filming. He yeah.
0: Finished, the last. Cause I, I, I don't, well, I don't so know. I was
1: gonna say, that wasn't his last movie. He had started on that, that yeah.
0: yeah. And I never saw that movie. Um, I never really had any interest in that movie though, I guess, even though it did sound interesting the way, you know, they had him transform into like three other actors, but, um you know so they could finish the movie but i don't know like yeah that that's a that's another conversation like i said that's one that i've i've been i've been sworn to have with another person unfortunately uh, my my feelings on uh the dark knight trilogy as i call it um oh tell me it's
1: going to be tony cuz i will sign
0: up for that one. oh yeah it's me it's it's tony cuz we have very differing opinions on an aspect of that trilogy. Um,
1: An aspect? Uh, You you two usually bicker like old women on many different occasions.
0: Oh, there's that one. And then, like, you know, trust me, the the conversation with Tony is going to have, I'm going to revisit one of my episodes of this podcast with him because it specifically needs to happen with him. And that's the argument that we have always had of Alien versus Aliens. Uh huh. Oh, this is this this is a knockout drag out, man. We we have gone back and forth. Both, I think, every time it's ever had the conversation ever happened, it's always ended with agree to disagree, and just just be quiet for about five minutes and calm down. But <laughs>
1: that, that does not happen with you and Francis ever. Oh, it
0: happens, just not often. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm trying to think of, uh, I'm trying to get other movies that I remember either watching with you that you,
1: Oh, Oh, I've got ooh, one for ooh, you.
0: Okay. Ooh,
1: speaking, ooh. speaking of, <laughs> speaking of, of cinematic junk food, the giddiness and how much money you have invested in the expendables and all of the, the sequels that have come out to that. Oh my God.
0: Oh, put those in my eye holes. Um, yeah, uh, and, and you know, there's there's talks of a fourth one, and I'm just as on board as I was I for the first. They were on
1: one. like twenty, just like those damn Fast and the Furious
0: movies. God. Oh, don't get me started on Fast and Furious. Even though I will defend, I will defend five and six of the Fast and the Furious movies. Those movies went so far away from what the original ones were and made it good. However. Once you could tell there was the argument between uh, Vin Diesel and The Rock, the movies took, went to shit again. Well, and the death of Paul Walker in the seventh one completely derailed that movie. Um, another another actor gone too soon. You know, it's it's a, it, that was another really really shamed one because you know that I, I would love to have seen what the seventh movie would have been if he wouldn't have died. Because it is so clear that they had all these great set pieces, but they didn't have the stuff in between them. So they had to find this really jumbled way of getting to the set pieces. However, seven does have a like an ending, an ending. I will say I, I may have had to set my head on fire. I will neither confirm nor deny that. By the end of that, when you do have the final goodbye between Vin Diesel and Paul Walker. There, 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 there may have been some dust in my eye. I can neither confirm nor deny, though. Mm. Um, but no, the Expendables. I have I've talked about the Expendables on here. Um, I love those movies just for the fact that I put those on and I feel like I'm, you know, I'm watching the 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 All Star game of the '80s action flicks. Um, you know. Freaking Dolph Lundgren, Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger for his bit parts in them. Uh, you know, I always thought it was weird that they used. Uh, oh God, I lost his the actor's name. I can picture him. Oh Jesus, he was handsome, Rob. Uh, oh, Jason Statham. Like yeah. Jason Statham was a weird pick to me because like he really wasn't an old action star. He was kind of like more modern, so maybe that's why they chose him. I don't know. But to me, what makes those movies great is the fact that they're just completely tongue-in-cheek. You know, wink, wink, nod, nod. If you know, you know. If you don't, you're not going to get the the comments. Action flicks from the 80s. I mean, it was... I'm, I'm kind of torn, actually. I won't lie on the th- on them doing a fourth one. Because like the third one was such a great... Like, you know, last hurrah of the of those 80s action stars. And it was like, okay, you know, you set up these new... These younger kids to kind of take over, but now all of a sudden we're going to just scrap them again and go back to the original group. I don't really know what I think about that, but at the same time, it, it, it might as well just take the money now. I mean... I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna go see it. It's oh,
1: well, I, I already know that you're. going it, to... It's got to uh, be like, a thing. Twenty by this point, you're all in your Blu-ray collection and sweet. So. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. but but I'm not. I'm not all crappy movies. Trust me, I recognize this. Well, I not I, I don't really want to say crappy. All
1: movies. Your movies are. Cra-
0: I don't want to say crappy movies. I'm not. I'm not all about the 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 cinematic junk food. I do watch the movies that, you know, that I feel I, I've watched movies that I felt have been scorned at the Oscars, and I've I've watched several that have won Oscars. And I've even watched some that have won Oscars that I really kind of felt like they shouldn't have. But that's beside the point. Um but yeah no the the, the the expendables are not gonna win any Oscars, but my God if they don't win the the make Teddy giggle like a little kid again award. You know, I I think I actually want to say it was my last episode, the episode before this, I was talking about the expendables and how I remembered going to see that one with Tony and very similar to the Pacific rim. You know, he was less excited as I was about it. (laughs) Um, and then I remember seeing the third one with Anthony and, I realized how old I was because there was a joke at the beginning of the third one. They break Wesley Snipes out of the train, the prison train, and Jason Statham asked him why he was locked up. And he, without a second to think about it, without a a grin on his face, says tax evasion. And I started busting up laughing. Anthony had this weird look like, what are you laughing about? So after the movie's over, I had to explain to Anthony that Wesley Snipes had actually just gotten out of prison in real life for tax evasion. And so that little joke, and see, that's, I guess that's another thing is like, I love the fact that they do those little tie-ins, you know, like they make reference to the fact that Dolph Lundgren is incredibly intelligent, um, but you just never guess it from watching his movies. But, I mean, the guy's a physicist of some kind, I want to say, before he was an actor. Um, so, that, that goes to show you, you know, don't judge a book by its cover, man. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I don't remember watching any of those. Oh, no, never mind. I remember watching the second one with you. Oh, yeah.
1: I, I, it seems to me I've seen, I, I've seen the first one. I may have watched the second one, Ye- but I remember being like,
0: uh, yeah, and and I guess I guess this is one of those ones where it's like I just I agree to disagree with a lot of people because there's a lot of people I talk to about those movies and I'm like yeah that's that's stupid. I'm like no no it's not. It's so much fun. <laughs> but anywho, it is getting late and it's getting close to time for uh, me to turn in. Being on night shift that I am. So I am going to say a quick thank you, extra special thank you to you, Michelle, for joining me. And Long time, oh,
1: first time caller. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, don't worry. This this will probably happen again. I'm sure we will think of something else for for us to talk about at some point in time. That would be a great conversation on here. Um, but I am also going to say a thank you to anybody out there listening. Uh, whoever you are, thank you. Um, then I will say my thank yous to everybody in my life who has helped me along this this journey I am on and has supported me in this this endeavor of recording myself talking about the most random stuff known to man, but I have so much fun doing it. And then I will give my thank you to Spider at Five Star Tattoo for my artwork of my podcast because he is awesome in both that art and the art on my body um if you ever find yourself in southwest washington please go to battleground and find five star tell spider high for me um and saw- <laughs> and if you want to get a hold of the show feel free to contact me at standstrongcast, all one word at gmail.com and with that once again thank you michelle and i hope you have a great day I am going to say goodbye.
1: Toodles.